From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about those feelings you have when you are rejected or when you reject your spouse and what you can do to create change. And Mark Amend had this to say about rejection. He said, rejection doesn't mean that you aren't good enough. It means the other person failed to notice what you have to offer. Hmm. It's a big one, right? Because so often we internalize the rejection as a measure of the fact that we aren't good enough. We don't measure up. And so we're going to be talking a lot about the feelings surrounding rejection in marriage. But before we do that, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And first, I want to welcome all the brand new listeners to the One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're so excited for you, and we're so grateful. Whether you searched us out on iTunes or a friend said, hey, you need to listen to this, we're just grateful that you're here this week tuning into the show. And for those of you that don't know, the hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the One family, someone who's had breakthrough, someone who has a measure of hope in their marriage. And this week's hug is sponsored by Canvas People, and you can check them out at canvaspeople.com. And what we love about Canvas people is that they're so easy to use. They take your photo. It's a photo to Canvas service that takes those favorite memories and turns them into artwork that you can have hanging on your walls just to enjoy. Try it. Right? How often are we scrolling through all the pictures, but when it's up on the wall, oh my gosh, it, it's that meaning behind that memory that the two of you have. And, and you don't have to let the pictures just sit and rot on your cell phone. I, I, I purposely just got uh, the notification from iCloud that my storage is full. So I got to clear out some of this kind of stuff. And now I can get those pictures of date nights, of anniversary trips, of, you know, Tony and I just holding hands, getting them off the phone and onto our walls. That's right. So that we can enjoy it, you know, and, and here's the great thing. You know, you can buy with confidence with, con- with Canvas people because they have over a million customers served and their canvases, their high quality canvases are made right here in the U.S., you know, which yay for increasing jobs. Yeah. We absolutely love that. And they've got fast shipping and attention to detail. I love ours. I love ours. We need to get it back up in this new house <laughs> once we once we do all the decorating. But in our old place, it sat right there on, on our, our mantle. It was on our mantle of our fireplace. And mm-hmm. when we walked in the door, it was right there. So don't miss out on this great offer. Well, and here's the thing. Canvas people loves the one family. And so they've got a special offer for each and every one of you listening. Now, normally their 11 by 14 canvases are priced at $69.99. But this limited time offer, you can get one of those 11 by 14 canvases for free, you just pay shipping. So don't miss out. Get yours today at canvaspeople.com, promo code marriage. And you know what, guys, when you do that, send us send us an email. Yeah. Send us a, send us a picture of your picture. Love to so see So that them. we can celebrate the offer that you took advantage of through Canvas People. Now, this week's hug comes from a Facebook message that we recently received, and here's how it started. Can numbers help you to know someone's story? Mm-hmm. 17 years together, eight years married, one beautiful girl, two years old, three countries, seven houses, one parent lost, one premature baby, our child born at 27 weeks, 104 days in the, at, at the NICU, 
One year without sex. One counselor. One month since we started your podcast. Five times we have had sex in the last two weeks. I really wanted to write to you guys and share how much your podcast has brought to our lives. But there are so many things I would like to say that this was the only one, the only way to try and summarize our story. Oh my gosh. I love it. I'm sure that so many of you saw yourself in any one of those numbers that this person wrote in and shared with us. You know, and I know a lot of you, because we've heard the stories Mm. over the years, have had that same experience. We're listening to the podcast, starting with the podcast, checking out the different resources, getting involved in the one family has been the catalyst to see change in your marriage. And so what I want to remind you is that we do have the 400th show coming up at the end of October, 2017. And if you want to be a part of that show, send us an email with your hug to info at one extraordinary marriage.com. Just put the subject 400th show in the uh, subject line or give us a call on the hug hotline at 858-876-5663. Now, as Tony shared with all of you at the beginning of the show, we're talking about, you know, those feelings when rejection is in your marriage, right? Those feelings of being rejected. And, and I just want to share a few stories that have been coming in recently. One said, I love my husband dearly and I know he loves me. I hear the Holy Spirit telling me what I need to do, but I have to fight through my flesh that wants to be angry with him and not speak in order to really press through this to get back to us. I've listened to more of your podcast today. My main takeaway is that communication is key, specifically in situations where rejection is a key factor. I owe it to us to be honest about my feelings of rejection Mm. or this message. She tells me she has no sex drive. So we might have sex once every couple months if if I'm lucky. She can't even kiss or hug me. Try to be romantic, yet nothing. She tells me she loves me every day, and we laugh together and seem to be getting better in our marriage, yet it seems like we're roommates. I just don't know what else to do, and I'm tired of hurting. Or this last one. So we got married, and I was ready to be all in. I was so incredibly happy to be his wife. But then he pulled back. I'm heartbroken, lonely, discouraged, and feel worthless. And I don't know what part of me makes him act like this. Mm. You know, rejection can take so many forms in marriage, right? It's so easy to think of the rejection in the bedroom. And we've, di- we've discussed that in the past many a times, mm-hmm. you know, where, where it's just the flat out. No, it's the, and those of you that have heard us talk around like our 60 days of sex challenge, you know, that I was like, let me put on a facial mask. Let me stay up late reading. Let me decide that it's really important. I do the laundry at 10 o'clock at night. Whatever it would, whatever I could do to basically give Tony the Heisman. That that was all of the rejection surrounding our, our sexual intimacy. But rejection isn't just happening in the bedroom, folks. It's not. It's, it's happening in touch, right? Like there are spouses that can't get a hug can't get a kiss, can't get an arm or a hand on the arm, can't get a hug, can't get any of that touch. Mm-hmm. There are spouses that, that aren't able to have conversations. One spouse has shut down and basically been like, I'm not talking to you. And that's a form of rejection. You know, when you're reaching out and you're, you're, you're attempting to share your day or share where you're struggling and they don't respond, mm-hmm. you feel rejected. You feel let down, like you're worthless. Like one of the, uh, one of the emails said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and another area where people don't think so much about rejection, but I, I don't actually like just, I'm going to, I'm going to go there. It's choosing not to be vulnerable mm. with your spouse. 
-hmm. right? You're rejecting the safety of the relationship. You're rejecting building the depth of the relationship because you're choosing not to be vulnerable. You're choosing not to let them in. You're choosing not to have that emotional connection. And, you know, rejection looks different in different marriages, right? For some of you, it's the silent treatment. I can't tell you how many couples when I start working with them from a coaching, uh, in a coaching capacity where one or the other has basically been like, you know, I'm not talking. I'm not talking. I'm going to fold my arms and I'm just going to stare at you and I'm not going to talk. Or, or it's the flat out no's. Like, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend time with you. I'm not going to come home early. I'm not going to, you know, go on dates. I mean, the flat out, I'm not doing this thing called marriage or the hurtful words. You know, there are a lot of you that, that don't realize how much weight your words carry to your spouse because we're so quick and it's become, and we see it all over social media. Sure do. Right. How easy it is to just spew hurt, to spew hate, to spew disappointment. And so it's become accepted that, well, if I have this thought, surely I can just share it with you. And not even care what it does to you. Right. Not care that, that I'm swearing and that those words are going to be seared into your mind. Not caring that, that my words have the power to wound you so much to take you back to a place where you were hurt years ago and to bring those feelings back up. You know, the, the, another form of that rejection takes is disinterest, right? When the two of you were dating, I would venture to say if you got to the point where you got married, for the most part, there was a lot of interest in one another, in one another and in doing things. And, and as that drift starts to happen, as those hurts start to take more prominence in the relationship, you know, there's this disinterest in doing stuff. So that becomes a form of, of rejection or, or it gets really, you know, the disinterest magnified becomes absence, right? You're just not participating in each other's lives. And, and the thing is, is that if there's an attitude, if there's a spirit of rejection in your marriage, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to end well if it doesn't get addressed. Right. And when we're talking about rejection here, we've, we've discussed it in the past, mainly in the bedroom, one spouse rejecting another. And today I just want to make sure that you're, you're grabbing and, and following with us that this is coming from both sides mm-hmm. and in different places and in different ways. So for Elisa and I, you know, that can happen. Rejection has happened not only inside the bedroom, but outside the bedroom. It's happened in conversations. It's happened in what she's what she described here, the, the silent treatment, the flat out no's, the hurtful words, the disinterest. And those are forms of rejection that maybe in the bedroom, her doing what she did, like just putting on that face, facial mask, was that rejecting to say, no, Tony, I don't want to have sex with you. Outside the bedroom, it could have been those words of me just telling her, no, we're not doing something that she really wanted to do. It was possibly me using words that were not lifting her up, but taking her down. So it goes both ways. She's been rejected in this marriage. We've been married 21 years now. Believe me, there have been times in her in this marriage when she has been rejected by me and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so those feelings that we feel happen both ways. And, and, and navigating that can be tricky at times. 
Well, because rejection creates a cycle, right? And it's a cycle that doesn't work for either one of you. It doesn't matter how much you try and reject your spouse to get a different response. It's not going to happen. You know, and, and one of the things that we've discovered over the years in doing research on rejection is that science proves that the body's response to rejection is almost the same as being hit right? When, when we're hearing that, no, when we're getting that, that negative response from our spouse, our body is going to the same place. And, you know, it begs the question, would you purposely go around punching or hitting your spouse? And the answer is no. So why are we doing it with our words and actions, right? Because it's killing our relationships, folks. I will tell you the reason that Tony and I found ourselves on the verge of divorce twice in the last 21 years is because the cycle of rejection had become so prevalent in our marriage. And it came, be real honest with you, it's that whole hurting people hurt people. Mm -hmm. When the rejection has been the strongest in our marriage, it's because we've been hurt. And not even necessarily by each other, right? But by life, sometimes life circumstances create a deep pain. And you don't know where to direct that. And so you direct that at your spouse. And, and I wish I could say that, you know what, if, if all those times that I would reject Tony and say no, you know, cause I didn't want to have sex. I wish I could say that had the result of Tony not wanting sex. That, that's what I was hoping for all those times. But you know what? It, that wasn't the result. And it didn't make my marriage better by telling him no. It didn't make my life easier. All those times that he would be like, I don't want to do that, or I'm cutting off this conversation or whatever it is. It didn't make our marriage better. It didn't stop the conversation from happening again or having to deal with the issue that was at hand or in front of us. It was just me turning away from Elisa, not valuing her, her opinion, what she wanted to say, what we needed to do. And like she said, you know, science has proven that when we reject our spouse, it's the same as being hit. I mean, it's, it's, it's a sucker punch to the gut, Mm -hmm. you know, and that takes time to heal. Well, and, and the problem with, you know, choosing to flat out reject your spouse in whatever form that takes is that it's not addressing the root problem. Right. You're just kind of covering it up with with this rejection. Well, you know, you made me mad or you hurt my feelings or you disappointed me. So I'm going to reject you. But we haven't dealt with what started it. We haven't dealt with the catalyst. We're just sticking these ugly Band-Aids on top of it that aren't working. Right. And, And it becomes this cycle. I can't tell you how many of you. And I know this because I, I work with so many of you in a coaching capacity. How many of you are dealing with a rejection cycle in your marriage? And what does that look like? Let's give them an idea what that looks like. It's, it starts with just the hurt and the disconnect that starts going. It's the pattern of one person, like a couple of those messages that I read at the start of the show, feeling like they can never measure up. Like I can't do anything right. And you start going through these questions of why are we doing this? Right? How long is this going to go on? Mm-hmm. And I know Some of you have been dealing with this for years, if not decades, right? You know, why can't he or she just fill in the blank? Just let it go. Just, you know, grow up. Just talk to me. Just have sex. Like, why can't, you know, and it's all, it's all of these things that are taking a toll because you aren't dealing with life, right? It's easier to just 
stay in the stuck in your cycle. And let me tell you something, your cycle sucks for both of you. Right? This is not making either one of you feel better. It's not making either one of you go like, yay, I'm so excited. Can I tell you when rejection is such a strong thing, how many, like, I know it when I first start talking to somebody when rejection is strong in their marriage, because you can see it all over your face. You guys aren't fooling anybody. I, I don't care how much makeup you put on. I don't care how nice a car you drive. It's taking a toll. And here's the thing. You know, some people are like, well, let's just get over it. The truth of the matter is, is that you did not get to this place where the rejection is so bad in your marriage overnight. No. It, it creeps up on you sometimes. Oh my gosh. You know, in the instances in our marriage, like when Tony, when Tony came home from the trail, this was the first divorce scenario um, in our marriage. And Tony had been hiking the Pacific Crest Trail for 138 days. Mm-hmm. We had drifted. He came home. He was depressed. And I was felt like I was carrying all the weight and he just wouldn't engage in the world. And I like we could, we've analyzed this so much now. I, we totally understand. But but we were in a place where I was like, seriously, dude, just snap out of it. But it had literally taken us his whole journey that he was on the PCT to get there. There was no just snap out of it. Mm-hmm. It was small steps out of it. It was small steps learning. And progressing. And still to this day, that's 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. We're still learning. We're still we're still growing in this area. I, I mean, I would say, you know, over the, the last few months of things that have gone on, the, the, the life that has hit us, it would be foolish of us to think that we did not reject each other in some way, some form over the last three or four months. Because it happened. It happened. It happened when I was at a low point. And I, I just couldn't handle much more that was coming on to me. Mm-hmm. And so when Elisa talks about, you know, the hurtful words, you know, I remember a moment where life was just too much and I couldn't handle it and words spewed out of my mouth to, to get her away from me, to, to reject what she wanted to do so that way I could get a reprieve. And yet we, we can look at those things those times because we're in a place where we're healthy. We believe because we're in a healthy place, things like this will happen still because we're not perfect. <laughs> we live in the real world. Far from it. You know, we, we have things that are going on and yet we can look at those and go, hey, you know what? That wasn't acceptable. And I can come to her and apologize and we can then move forward from there. And that's what we hope will happen with you guys. You know, and, and I want to be really clear, if you're the one that's been rejecting your spouse in some way, shape, or form, that if you think that repeatedly saying no, being uninterested, tuning out, or otherwise disengaging from your spouse is going to make them act differently towards you, just stop. Just stop it because that's not going to happen. You're going to perpetuate this cycle. And, and then there are others of you that have been on the receiving end and, and trying so hard for so long to figure out what the problem is. And, and you've been racking your brains to come up with the way to speak to your spouse differently or to do something differently. And, and you're trying to anything that you can to make things better. Right. But I got to tell you that until your problems are truly, truly addressed, things aren't going to change for either one of you because it's not what you're hearing at the surface. Like, well, I don't want to have sex or I don't want to go on dates. There's stuff much deeper that needs to, that needs to 
come out and be dealt with. And I know some of you are like, Tony and Lisa, that's, that's easier said than done. Right. That's easy for you guys because, you know, like Tony just said, you guys are healthy. I know some of you are rolling your eyes right now. And the truth is, is that we weren't always healthy. Mm-mm. We've been doing this thing called marriage for 21 years now. And there are days that we fail miserably. You don't get to 21 years without some epic fails. Right. But you, you have to say, here's where I am today. The first day that I'm listening to the show, I'm feeling rejected. And, and where do, where do I want to go? And how am I going to get there? Cause I don't want this day to be the last day. Right. Right. And so we want to share, we want to share with you some very specific strategies on how we've overcome rejection in our own marriage and what you can do. But I don't want you to miss out on getting that incredible offer from canvas people, canvaspeople.com. Don't miss out on that free 11 by 14 canvas. When you use promo code marriage, you're only going to pay shipping and handling. And, and here's the thing, this picture of the two of you. Now, I mean, you guys can obviously get a picture of anything you want, but it might be time to pull one of those pictures of the two of you off your phone and get that up on your wall to remember and to remind you where you've been and to remind you of what you're fighting for as you work to overcome the rejection. Mm -hmm. Right. So take advantage of that offer. It's, I mean, it's a smoking deal, but do it today. So, you know, what are those next steps? What have Tony and I had to do over the years when rejection has been so strong in our marriage, so to speak, you know, we have to identify it, right? Like when did it start? Because if I think it's just like on what happened last week or yesterday or this morning, I'm probably just looking at the surface, right? Because if we've, you know, sometimes your feelings just get hurt, right? That's like in the moment. But if you're starting to really roll down this road of rejection, like I'm saying no to everything or I'm constantly tuning out, uh, you better go figure out where that started mm-hmm. and when. And what's the cause of the hurt? Was it something that he said at a party three weeks ago? Was it something the mother-in-law said in year one of your marriage? Was it disappointment over a financial loss that happened five years ago? I don't know what it is for you. And I would even say it may even go back to your childhood. Mm-hmm. May go back to your teenage years, college years, you know, early 20s. For those of us who are older, it, it, it could be a time well before you even got married to your spouse. It could have been you were rejected by a past boyfriend or girlfriend. And you're still holding on to it mm-hmm. so tightly that now that is seeping in and causing hurt and pain in your marriage today. Mm-hmm. That stuff, man, it, you got to identify that stuff. And it, it's hard. And, and it's going to cause you to, to bring up emotions that maybe you've been trying to stuff away. But I'll tell you, sometimes when we can just let that out, mm-hmm. let it out, and sometimes it means we got to cry. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to cry the loss, the hurt, the pain. I've been through therapy when, it, when I've had to do that myself. And it's freeing. It allows you to be freed up and to really focus in on what's ahead in your life instead of what has happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I want to handle next steps from both sides of the marriage. Yes. Right. So if you're the one that's been rejecting your spouse, um, I need you to go. Now, if you're driving, don't do this 
in the present, but do it today. Go take a look at yourself in the mirror, right? Because I, I want you to see the face that you're carrying around, right? You may not even be aware of the hurt that you're causing in your marriage, right? And so, so you kind of need to look, you don't kind of, you need to look at yourself, right? Because I know that you think your rejection's justified. And I know because that was my attitude. Well, if Tony would only, then I wouldn't act like this. If Tony would, then I would do this, right? Like I had, I mean, my list of justifications was a mile long for my behavior and why I was justified in saying no, acting uninterested and doing all this other kind of stuff. But let me ask you a couple questions, right? While you're looking at yourself in the mirror, what is the cost to you of holding on to this hurt and anger? It's costing you something. Your attitudes, your feelings, they have a price, right? Are you willing to lose everything, including your marriage, because you don't want to let it go? Because you've justified the ability to, are, are you willing to, to literally hand it all over. And you may be sitting here thinking, oh, well, my spouse would never leave me, divorce me, get a separation. Listen to two people who have been behind these mics long enough, have seen the emails and heard the voicemails and talked to people many a times that sometimes your spouse will say enough's enough. Mm -hmm. And you can make that, and you can make this change. But it's up to you to not sit there on your high horse and go, well, my spouse would never. You'd be surprised what somebody will do when they have been pushed into a corner for too long. And the last question I want to ask you is, what do you need to do to be able to forgive? Not what does your spouse need to do in order to be forgiven, but what is the next step for you in order to be able to forgive? This is about you. This isn't about what they need to do. And if you've been on the receiving end of the rejection, you have to know that there's a pain that is at the cause of this. And until that's identified, it's going to be a challenge for the two of you to move forward, forward because you're going to keep dancing around the same cycle. You know, my coaching clients know that I refer to it as we got to interrupt the cycle, right? We've got to identify where the pain is and where it keeps coming up and what the triggers are. And that's the same thing for you if you've been on the receiving end of this. You, you might even need to go so far as to seek out the help of a marriage coach to facilitate these conversations. And, and, and I will tell you, probably 95% of my first coaching calls with a couple deals with rejection, right? Because whether it's sexually, emotionally, financially, there's been a rejection that has gotten to be too much, right? And, and if that's you and you're like, okay, you know what, Elisa, Tony, like we're ready to take the next step. I, I'm going to encourage you to check out oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Y you got to take a step. And the two of you, I know you've been trying hard, right? Like we're not going to minimize the amount of effort that the two of you have put in to be like, I don't want it to be like this. I, I don't want to do this. But, but sometimes, and we know because we have sought out help numerous times over the years in our own marriage, to break that cycle, you need someone else to come in and be like, I'm the interrupter. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. I'm not going to let you continue down this because, you know, if you need coaching, good grief, get it. Stop beating your head against a wall. If you need resources, then get yourself plugged in to where you can get resources. Yeah. And, you know, 
one of the greatest things that we've been able to do in our marriage that has helped us through this at times has been our take a break, a coffee break sessions, because that allows us weekly to address the rejection if we've had it in our own marriage. And right now in our position of the month club, you can go to positionofmonthclub.com. We have our members toolbox where that is for you. You can get that plus everything else. We have our position paper in there, our marriage inspiration, um, our quarterly challenges, all of that is there. But I will say that our coffee break is one of the biggest things that has allowed us to overcome this on a weekly basis because we address it weekly. And here's the thing, guys. This is a big, heavy, heavy subject. It is. Right? And it's not going to be something that, you know, poof. I, I don't have any magic fairy dust. I will tell you, lots of people have asked for the magic fairy dust over the years. We don't have it. Right? There's no magic wand that gets sent to all of the one family in the in the mail that just says, you know, wave this over your marriage. And it's going to be all better. You, we have to start with the idea that it takes time and energy to heal our marriages. And when we're willing to do the work... The extraordinary is on the other side of that. You don't get to extraordinary by just being ordinary. You have to put in the extra. You have to say, you know what? We are going to fight through this season. We are going to push through. This is not the end of our story. This is a chapter in our mm -hmm. book, but there's so much more to be written when we do the extra. Yeah. And like Elisa said, this, this is heavy. And yet we believe that sometimes... It's something like this to show you and for you to hear from a different perspective that gets you moving. And so our prayer this week is that you do. That rejection is something that you are willing together to eradicate from your marriage. Let's get it out of our marriages so that way we can have the extraordinary marriage that Elisa just described. We want that. And again, I'm not saying that we're perfect and yet man, what would it be like in your marriage if rejection came up maybe once a quarter, once every six months? Man, what a difference that would be for you, your spouse, your marriage, your kids, your community. So let's go out there. Let's eradicate rejection in our marriages. We love you guys. If you need coaching, don't forget, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. It may be the first step you need to stop the rejection in your marriage. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.